You're listening to Comedy Central. Evan Rachel Wood, welcome to The Daily Show. Thanks, thanks for having me. It's good to have you here, um, especially to talk about a topic that I think is one of the more sensitive topics that we're, we're discussing in society today, but also one of the more pertinent topics that we're discussing in society today. And it's in and around the issue of abuse, mm -hmm. you know, sexual abuse, uh, which as we learned from the Me Too movement, is far more rampant than people would have wanted to admit or even some people realized. And you've created a, a, a documentary here. Let's start with the why maybe. And not why the documentary, but the timing of the documentary. Mm -hmm. So many people want to let go of pain in their life. So many people want to move on. It feels like you've done the exact opposite. You've gone back into the pain. You've gone back into the story. Why and why now? Well, it is 16 years later. So uh, I do get a lot of people commenting on how I'm able to speak about things and put on a brave face and, and, and how strong I am. Um, but it, it took 16 years to get here. And, and the first thing that I did when I got out was try to get as far away from it as possible, try to forget it ever happened. You're, you're, you're running, you're trying to forget that it ever happened. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, it catches up with you and uh, I, I couldn't run from it. It started, the trauma started to seep into other areas of my life. So I threw myself in a, in a therapy, which I highly recommend if you have the resources, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. in this country, you know, mental health is not always at the top of the list. Um, and and it really, I, I, I was planning on taking this to my grave. I really was wow. not planning on saying anything ever. I, I was that afraid. Um, and that afraid of retaliation, I just did not feel safe and I felt very alone. I thought I was the only one. And you'll hear that a lot from, from abuse survivors. When I uh, first was asked to testify for the Sexual Assault Survivors Bill of Rights in front of Congress about my story, I really thought that was gonna be it. I thought, okay, here, I'm gonna tell my story and that's it, I'm gonna be done. And then women started popping up and men online that had eerily similar stories, Man. but new details that I knew they weren't lying. There were very, very specific details that I, I, I there's, there's just no way you could know those things unless, unless you were toe to toe with that person. So, so I knew it was real and that's when it changed. That's when I knew I couldn't stay quiet. You know, when you say that person, I guess one of the reasons the story is as big as it is is not just because of what happened, but it's because of who it involves. Yes. You know, you named Marilyn Manson. In cases of abuse, oftentimes we think of it as being black or white, good and bad. Yes. You know, we, we there are layers to people which make it complicated. And you've talked about you've talked about his history. You've talked about you know his history with abuse. You've talked about his his history with you know the the issues that he deals with mentally, etc. Mm -hmm. I, I I found that particularly interesting because. I felt it cloudies a subject that is already quite complicated, mm. and yet, because of that, it deserves to be part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Why did you feel it necessary to say, hey, this is the person who abused me, and this person also suffered abuse, and this person is also going through things? Why, why do that knowing that it would then, you know, almost cloud some people's judgment in, like, who's guilty or who's not, or even, or even who's accountable sometimes? Of course, and, and, and that's... Uh, it, it can definitely get, get complicated in, in that way because I, I do believe in accountability and healing and, and reform and I think there is a, a, a time and a, and a space for that. And I think we need to leave more space for accountability, otherwise nobody's gonna be accountable. Right. Um, but uh, I, I just knew we're never gonna get to the root of this problem if, if, if we don't go into the background um, and and the root and the cause because violence in the home 
is, is the root of so many issues in, uh, in, in this country, in the world. It bleeds into almost every area of society and we don't even realize it. Um, and violence begets violence. It's, it, 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 is a, it is a cycle. Um, and uh, there are people that can stop the cycle. Um, and there are some people, I feel, like Brian, that don't want help. And he's had every opportunity. He's had so many people try. Mm -hmm. um, and he has is, he is refused it every time. Um, and uh, once, I mean, I don't know how much I can say, but there, you know, there, there have been allegations and uh, stories that have come out on the, on the internet that involve minors. And you gotta draw the line somewhere. And, and with children, I, I have to draw the line there. Um, and uh, I don't believe that he will stop until he has stopped. And sometimes the greatest act of love is stopping that person from hurting themselves or hurting anybody else. We in society often say, we go, well, why didn't you do it sooner? Why didn't you come forward sooner? And, and so I would love to know from you how time, how you think time affects mm -hmm. The, the, the mental state, the relationship, and the entire world of somebody who's experienced mm -hmm. sexual abuse. People underestimate the, the power of that kind of trauma and what it does to your body and to your brain. And there's so many studies to back this up. And, and this is what the laws do not reflect, is the effects of trauma on the brain. And a lot of people when they think they know how they're gonna to respond to a situation like that, but until you're in a life-threatening situation and you're doing risk assessment and you're in survival mode and you're gonna have that fight, flight, or freeze response, sometimes all three, um, you're just trying to survive that moment and get the least amount of damage, you know? And, uh, and then once you're out, again, like I said, you, you, your, your body and your brain do backflips to protect you from the pain. Mm. And, and, and that's how denial comes into play. That's how, you know, addiction comes into play, bad mm -hmm. coping mechanisms, because you're just trying to bury, because to, to, to face it, to, to face the reality is, is, is almost unbearable. I think on average, it takes people seven to 10 years to be able to process, understand, heal, and be able to put things in chronological order. The laws, I mean, you know, in California, the statute of limitations was one to three years when we started uh, advocating for the Phoenix Act, and you know, one to three years yeah, is no nothing yeah, yeah. to a survivor or, or to somebody that has experienced not just one incidence of trauma, which is, you know, any act of trauma is is terrible. But you know, imagine 24/7 for four years, the damage that that would do on somebody's psyche and self-esteem, right. and um, with somebody like him who is very calculated in brainwashing. In, in isolation, um, it, 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 it very much operates like a cult in that when you're in it, you can't see the forest for the, through mm -hmm, the trees. Mm -hmm. Up is down, down is up. It's, it's you two against the world and it is a secret that nobody will ever be able to understand. Oof. And you feel like you're a part of something, you know? Um, and you gotta, you gotta break free of that illusion. And, and it, it, it takes time, it takes time and work and therapy, I cannot stress that enough. Um, but you know, again, I, 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 I have those resources, I have a platform, I have privilege, so it really breaks my heart to think of people that don't have access to the things that I've had access to and, and how alone they must feel. And that really is what, what drives me. 
Well, as I said at the beginning of the conversation, it's one of the hardest conversations to have, I think because it makes us question a lot of what we've allowed in society, of course. who we are, who we were, and who we hope to be. And um, yeah, thank you for joining us on the show. And I encourage everybody to watch the documentary and hear your side of the story. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> The two-part HBO documentary, Phoenix Rising, is March 15th and 16th on HBO and can be streamed on HBO Max. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.